Hey guys, once again, it's your man, Mike D. Welcome, welcome, good to have you. Today we're going to talk about post-traumatic stress disorder, or better known as PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder is a mental health condition that's triggered by a terrifying event, either experiencing it or witnessing it. Symptoms may include flashbacks, nightmares, severe anxiety, as well as uncontrollable thoughts about the event. Most people who go through traumatic events may have temporary difficulty adjusting and coping, but with time and good self-care, they usually get better. If symptoms get worse, last for months or even years, and interfere with day-to-day functioning, they may be suffering from PTSD experience. Getting effective treatment after PTSD symptoms develop can be critical to reduce symptoms and improve function. As much as people might not you know, want to discuss it, it is said traumatic experiences are not rare. In fact, recent data shows that 60% of men and 50% of women will experience at least one traumatic event in their lifetime. For a long time, it was believed that only those who had served in the military could develop PTSD, but that's simply not true. The reality is that while it may be more prevalent among certain groups, PTSD can affect anyone who's experienced a traumatic event, as mentioned earlier. It's important, however, to be able to speak about it clearly and openly without fear or condemnation in order to promote understanding and healing, which is difficult for many also. It can be misdiagnosed too. Post-traumatic stress disorders symptoms may start within one month of a traumatic event, but sometimes symptoms may not appear until years after the event. These symptoms cause significant problems in social work and in a relationship. They can also interfere with your ability to go about your normal daily tasks. Confusion and even judgment are normal processes. After all, most of us aren't trained therapists, but you don't have to be a mental health professional to help a friend or a loved one who is experiencing PTSD. Listen to this. There's no one right thing to say to someone who's experiencing the disorder or who may be experiencing trauma. The best thing you can do is just be there to listen and place no judgment or even suggestions. While it may seem helpful to offer wisdom or offer suggestions of how your loved ones or your friends can quote unquote move on or get over it, that's actually counterintuitive. Believe it or not, this can result in suicide or suicidal tendencies. Those living with PTSD are already under a great deal of pressure. Suggesting therapy is helpful, but trying to make your friend or family member see the good side of things or, quote, the remember that this is all part of a bigger plan, end quote, is likely to create even more guilt and stress rather than promote action. PTSD is painful and is quite serious, but it's never, ever a sign of weakness. Respecting boundaries is also important. It is up to who? The individual when they choose to talk about their trauma. Nobody should force it or take it personally if they don't. We can know we should show up, listen, care, and care for them. These things are enough. More importantly, they're important steps toward ending stigma and helping our loved ones begin the healing process. 
it's likely that you know someone who's experienced or experiencing PTSD. It's also likely that you don't or you didn't know how to think or react to the disorder. That's common. You don't have to feel some type of way if you didn't recognize the symptoms. PTSD symptoms are generally grouped into four types. Intrusive memories, avoidance, negative changes in thinking and mood, and changes in physical and emotional reactions. Symptoms can vary over time and vary from person to person. Intrusive memories. Symptoms of intrusive memories may include recurrent, unwanted, distressing memories of the traumatic event, relieving the traumatic event as if it were happening again, or flashbacks, upsetting dreams or nightmares about the traumatic event, severe emotional distress or physical reactions to something that reminds you of the traumatic event. Avoidance. Symptoms of avoidance may include Trying to avoid thinking or talking about the traumatic event. Avoiding places, activities, or people that remind you of the traumatic event. Negative changes in thinking and mood. Symptoms of negative changes in thinking and mood may include negative thoughts about yourself, other people, or the world. Hopelessness about the future. Memory problems, including not remembering important aspects of the traumatic event. Difficulty maintaining close relationships. Feeling detached from family and friends. Lack of interest in activities you once enjoyed. Difficulty experiencing positive emotions. Feeling emotionally numb. Changes in physical and emotional reactions. Symptoms of changing in physical and emotional reactions, also called arousal symptoms, may include being easily startled or frightened, always being on guard for danger, Self-destructive behavior, such as drinking too much or driving too fast. Trouble sleeping, trouble concentrating, irritability, angry outbursts, or aggressive behavior. Overwhelming guilt or shame. For children six years old and younger, signs and symptoms may also include reenacting the trauma event as aspects of the traumatic event through play or what they call play therapy. Frightening dreams that may or may not include aspects of the traumatic event. Intensity of symptoms. PTSD symptoms can vary in intensity over time. You may have more PTSD symptoms when you're stressed in general or when you come across reminders of what you went through. Many different signs can trigger PTSD. For example, you may hear a car backfire and relieve a combat experience or you may see a report on the news about a sexual assault and feel overcome by memories of your own assault. Parents, siblings, or friends fighting can be a trigger. If you have disturbing thoughts and feelings about a traumatic event for more than a month, if they're severe, or if you feel you're having trouble getting your life back under control, talk to your doctor or mental health professional. Getting treatment as soon as possible can help prevent symptoms from getting worse. The medical and psychological communities are finding new and effective ways of treating the disorder. For example, therapies involving virtual reality and paintball have shown to be promising in treating veterans.
Both are methods where an individual is exposed to triggers of their symptoms in a safe and controllable way. Cognitive behavioral therapy, where one learns to think more realistically and logically in eye movement desensitization reprocessing in which the individual relieves the traumatic experience in small doses and while remaining firmly in reality can also be effective in treating the disorder. But therapy, no matter how effective, is only one piece of the puzzle. Up to 8% of the American population will experience post-traumatic stress disorder in their lifetime, according to the National Center for PTSD. Let's take a look at some causes. You can develop PTSD uh, when you go through or learn about an event involving actual or threatened death, serious injury, or sexual violation. Doctors aren't sure why some people get PTSD, as with most mental health problems. PTSD is probably caused by a complex mix of stressful experiences, including the amount and severity of the trauma you've gone through in your life. That which you may have inherited mental health risks, such as a family history of anxiety and depression, inherited features of your personality, often called your temperament, the way your brain regulates the chemicals and hormones your body releases in response to the distress or the stress. Yes, there are risk factors as well. People of all ages can have post-traumatic stress disorders. However, some factors may make you more likely to develop PTSD after a traumatic event, such as um, experiencing intense or long-lasting trauma, having experienced other traumas early in life, such as childhood abuse, having a job that increases your risk of being exposed to traumatic events, such as military personnel and first responders, having other mental health problems, such as anxiety or depression, having problems with substance misuse and abuse, such as excessive drinking or drug use, lacking a good support system of family and friends, having relatives with mental health problems, including anxiety or depression, along with other risk factors. The most common events leading to the development of PTSD include combat exposure, of course, Childhood physical abuse, sexual violence, physical assault, being threatened with a weapon, an accident. Many other traumatic events also lead to PTSD, such as fire, natural disasters, muggings, robberies, plane crashes, torture, kidnapping, life-threatening medical diagnosis, terrorist attacks, and other extreme or life-threatening events. The reality is that anyone can experience PTSD at some point in their lives. And that is up to 8% of American population will experience PTSD. Okay, There are some complications as well. PTSD can disrupt your whole life. Having PTSD may also increase your risk of other mental health problems, such as depression and anxiety. We can never speak enough about these disorders. Issues with drugs and alcohol use, always a threat to your mental health. Eating disorders, under or overeating can cause health issues that lead to mental stresses, suicidal thoughts, and actions. 
we also must take a quick look at prevention, right? After surviving a traumatic event, many people have PTSD-like symptoms at first, such as being unable to stop thinking about what's happened. Fear, anxiety, anger, depression, guilt, shame are all common reactions to trauma. However, the majority of people exposed to trauma do not develop long-term post-traumatic stress disorder. The key is recognition of symptoms and getting proper treatment. Timely help and support may prevent normal stress reactions from getting worse and developing into PTSD. This may mean turning to family and friends who will listen and offer comfort. The moral of the story, you don't have to do it alone. It may even mean seeking out a mental health professional for a brief course of therapy. Some people may also find it helpful to turn to their faith community, which I recommend and encourage. And support from others may also be a preventive measure to turning to and coping with an unhealthy method, such as misuse of alcohol and or drugs is never the answer. This approach never ends well. If you or someone you know is suicidal, have suicidal thoughts, get help right away through one of more resources. Reach out to a close friend or a loved one. Contact a minister, a spiritual leader, or someone in your faith community. Contact a suicide hotline. In the U.S., you can call or text 988. To reach the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, it is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Or use the Lifeline chat. Services are free and confidential. The 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is committed to providing individuals in emotional crisis with support, which can include connections to specialized services for different populations. Make an appointment with your doctor or your mental health professional as soon as possible. You gotta know when to get emergency help. If you think you may hurt yourself or someone else or attempt to suicide, call 911 or your local emergency number immediately. If you know someone who is in danger or attempting suicide or has made a suicide attempt, make sure someone stays with that person to keep him or her safe. Call 911 or your local emergency number immediately. Or, if you can do so safely, take the person to the nearest hospital emergency room. Remember, guys, suicide attempts are usually spoken about in advance. There are most likely warning signs. We just need to know what to look for and how to deal with them. PTSD can affect anyone. An estimate 8% of the population will experience post-traumatic stress disorder in their lifetime. Today, more treatment exists for PTSD than ever before, and helping those with PTSD must also include compassion. When your sense of safety and trust are shattered, it's normal to feel unbalanced, disconnected, or numb. Very common to have bad dreams, feel fearful, and find it difficult to stop thinking about what happened. Remember, everyone's nervous system and tolerance for stress is a little different. Sometimes symptoms appear seemingly out of the blue. It doesn't have to be a super traumatic event either. PTSD can be triggered by something that reminds you of the original trauma event, such as a noise, an image, certain words, or even a smell. 
if you've experienced an extremely stressful event or series of events that's left you feeling helpless and emotionally out of control, you may have been exposed to PTSD. Psychological trauma often has its roots in childhood, but any event that shatters your sense of safety can leave you feeling traumatized. Whether it is an accident, injury, or sudden death of a loved one, bullying, domestic abuse, or deeply humiliating experience. Whether the trauma happened years ago or yesterday, you can get over the pain, feel safe again, and move on with your life. The trauma of being raped or sexually assaulted or even an attempt can be shattering, leaving you feeling scared, ashamed, and alone, or plagued by nightmares, flashbacks, or other unpleasant memories. But no matter how bad you feel right now, it's important to remember that you weren't to blame for what happened. And you can regain your sense of safety, your sense of trust, and your sense of self-worth. Race-based traumatic stress stems from exposure to racist abuse, discrimination, or injustice. It can erode your sense of self-worth and lead you to anxiety, depression, chronic stress, high blood pressure, eating disorder, substance abuse, or even symptoms of PTSD such as hypervigilance, negative thoughts, and mood changes. But there are ways to strengthen your resilience and protect your mental health in that process as well. There is such a thing called complex PTSD or CPTSD. Complex post-traumatic stress disorder, CPTSD, is often considered more severe than PTSD. It's caused by chronic exposure to traumatic events. If you grew up in an abusive household, for example, years of sustained domestic violence could result in CPTSD. People who experience the prolonged trauma of conditions like slavery or torture might also suffer from CPTSD. If you have CPTSD, you may experience many of the same symptoms of PTSD, such as hypervigilant flashbacks and emotional numbness as well. Negative thoughts about yourself, struggling with consistent thoughts of worthlessness and intense shame, difficulty controlling emotions. You have an intense reaction, feeling overly sensitive and struggle with anger. You might experience disassociation, a feeling of disconnection with the world around you, difficulty with relationships. You have a hard time establishing or maintaining friendships and romantic relationships. Feelings of isolation are common here. Complex PTSD also has some symptoms with borderline personality disorder or BPD. And we'll talk a little bit about that too in a different episode. For many people, trauma may play a role in the development of BPD. Whatever your personal experience or symptoms of PTSD, tips can be effective to help you heal and move on. Let's take a look at a couple of those tips. How about learn about trauma, PTSD, and CPTSD? You can also join a PTSD support group, practice relaxation techniques, Pursue outdoor activities, confide in a person you trust, spend time with positive people, avoid always alcohol and drugs, enjoy the peace of nature, exercise 
can do more than release endorphins and improve your mood and outlook. By really focusing on your body and how it feels as you move, exercise can actually help your nervous system become unstuck and begin to move out of the immobilization stress, which is very important. Take time to relax. Relaxation techniques such as meditation, deep breathing, massage, or what they call yoga, which I'm not... (sighs) Yoga for me is... (laughs) Well, I won't get into it now, but, you know, if that's your thing, man, so be it. It can also... You know, these relaxation techniques can activate the body's relaxation response and ease symptoms of PTSD. Lastly, get enough sleep. Sleep deprivation can trigger anger, irritability, and moodiness. I'd say aim for somewhere between seven to nine hours of sleep each night. I know it may not be feasible at this time in your life, but this should be the goal. Develop a relaxing bedtime ritual, and that should include listening to calming music, watch a funny show, or read something nice and light. Make your bedroom as quiet, dark, and soothing as possible, all right? Once again, man, PTSD, it's not something to play with, all right? Recognize the symptoms, just know there are complications and there is prevention. There are treatments to this. We can do it and we can do it together, all right? Until the next time, until the next topic, we'll talk to you soon. Bye now.